When tax time comes around, are you being reactive or proactive? Do you find yourself swimming in a sea of questions? Like, is it better to do my tax return cheaply? How do I know if I'm doing them the right way? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we'll answer these questions and many more. Sharpen your pencils and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor. I am Marcelino Dodge. Will Rogers at one time was quoted as saying, the income tax has made liars out of more Americans than golf. Well, I do do sincerely believe that is true. Uh, you look at what can happen in golf and you look at the current situation today that still probably income tax is still making more liars out of out of Americans, just from my own practice of what I've seen over uh, 20 years in doing business of what one's tried to do and even reading over various um, cases from tax court where ones have tried various uh, tactics and various schemes to try to save on their taxes and actually in the long run ends up costing them more. Really do, again, appreciate you visiting the Tax, Advan tax <laughs> Answers Advisor today. Going to go ahead and discuss again some weekly updates as I usually do at this time. The IRS is, once again is emphasizing how those who receive PP loans and the PPP loans, the payroll protection plan loans, may not deduct expenses paid with the loan funds if they reasonably expect the loan to be forgiven in 2021. I have some clients who have already applied for forgiveness, have not heard anything from the banks yet, so basically the, many of them are exactly in that position as well as if you did not deduct the expenses in 2020, and then some or all of the loan is expected to be forgiven, but then is not forgiven once uh, 2021 rolls around and the banks get back to speaking and replying to the uh, PPP forgiveness loan applications. While businesses may then be eligible to deduct some of these expenses on an amended return for 2020. Now, in looking at this, this may be a case where when I work with some people and talk to them on this as part of our planning, we may just file an extension, like if it's an S-Corp, for example, or a partnership, we may just file an extension uh, for March 13th, because that's when it's due, and wait to see what happens and maybe wait to actually file the 2020 tax return until later on in the year. And then, of course, filing it no later than September uh, 2021 and hope that by that time they got that part figured out. So that's a possibility that one can do instead of just filing the 2020 return, just file an extension and wait if they possibly can. Now, another thing just want to remind everyone of is the $300 deduction for charities that uh, everybody is getting for 2020 tax returns. And that is a, for donations to qualified charities, which is actually helping out a lot of charities this year with that particular deduction. And depending on your state, you may even get a higher deduction depending what state you're in as well. We just want to remind all that now particularly is a good time to confirm any mailing addresses and email addresses with any employers you've worked with through the year, as well as banks or other institutions where you have accounts and also state governments, like if you got unemployment, especially if you have moved during the course of the year, now's a good time to get all of those address all those address corrections made because you want to make sure you get your W-2s on time, get your 1099s on time from all of the areas where you're going to get them. So start working on those addresses and email addresses to make sure 
they are all up to date because some employers, especially larger employers, and even some smaller employers now, have the means to put W-2s out electronically through an employee portal. And so it's going to be vital that that is still accurate, whatever email they address. Now, something also to keep in mind, as an independent contractor, for many years you've been getting a 1099-M or 1099 miscellaneous form. Well, the IRS for independent contractors is reviving a form that hasn't been used since the early 1980s. So basically what that means, like for me, I've been doing this business for 20 years now. I've never seen this form, I at least never used it, I should say, or had anybody ever have it because it hasn't been used. It's a 1099 NEC that's going to be issued out to independent contractors, basically those who were paid $600 or more for their work during the course of the year. So you want to make sure that as a contractor that the people you worked for have the correct address so that they can send you the form. Then one other deal, just want to remind all that if you got insurance through an exchange that is one of the states, uh, whatever the exchange is called, the names vary per state, whatever that exchange is and you got a tax credit, the premium tax credit to help pay for your health insurance, make sure that they have the right address and you have your login to be able to go in for your 1095A, which most people should be uh, pretty much used to this by now. But still, you got to make sure you have that form. That's a 1095A, and that is absolutely essential with your tax return. Now, the reason it is, is because the premium, the tax premium has to be reconciled, that advanced premium tax credit with your tax return. Because if you don't have that information on your tax return, you'll get a nice little letter from the IRS a few weeks later saying, we're holding up your refund because you didn't send submit this form. So it's vitally important that you have that and you bring that to your tax preparer or upload it to their portal. Now, as we're looking ahead, as because we're talking about business vehicles today, as part of our planning that we do with our clients through our Intelligent Solutions program is helping them to understand their business vehicles as well and what exactly what a business vehicle is because there's so many solutions and sometimes clients will come in and visit with us about a variety of items and we always encourage clients as part of our solutions program, you're thinking about making any type of business move. And this is whether you're a sole proprietorship, you're a corporation, a partnership, LLC, as part of our solutions program. When you're going to make that move, such as looking to get some type of vehicle for the business, come in. Let's talk about it because part of our program includes services such as that. So we can help you to make sure you make the solution the best solution and apply that for you as we go as we review your success indicators look at your specific data and see how getting a business vehicle works in with your overall action plan that we develop maybe we need to go back in review some of your key data look at your success indicators and look at your goals and say maybe they have changed which is really nice about a program because if uh, when one gets a business vehicle or is looking to get a business vehicle, sometimes that's an unexpected change during the course of the year, which is really nice about having a professional such as us come in helping you and assisting with these areas. That way, as we examine the solutions, 
Look at your success indicators. Look at all that key data in both business and personal finances, helping you to be successful. Then helping you with your action plan to see, okay, we want to get, we want to look at getting a vehicle, or maybe you're not looking at getting it right away, but you'd like to target as part of your action plan to get that business vehicle later on in the year. Well, we can take that vehicle, that plan, uh, maybe you have an idea of what it's going to cost or what you're wanting to spend, whether perhaps it's a new vehicle or, or a used vehicle. We can create that as part of your action plan and help you understand how that business vehicle applies to your business and how you can deduct that vehicle in your business and then how you can then actually acquire that vehicle as part of your action plan. And maybe for 2021, as we're looking at, maybe that's one of your top priority items. We get uh, perhaps a couple a couple debts reduced or a couple other areas done. Then, okay, now we're ready to look at getting at the vehicle. What do we need to do to get to the vehicle? That's our priority item. And then part of our working year round helps you to get that. And then, of course, as we've helped you plan, helped you to get to the uh, get to that business vehicle as part of your business, as part of your access to, uh, to myself and other members of our team here, we work around, around the year to help you out and to help your compliance needs be met, which that does include the filing of your federal and state tax returns where applicable. And then, of course, we have this all at a monthly fee. You can look it over, look over our whole plan. It's on our website, which is cashtracksfinancial.com. We have a personal growth and business growth, depending on whatever you are going to do. And so what we need you to do is just be aware of that and know that, indeed, you need to do uh, something there. So anyway, what we're going to go ahead and do at this point is talk a little bit more about business vehicles for you. Think about this as we look at it is that at one time prior to 2018, because of the change with the Tax Cuts and Job Act, uh, vehicles for business use or an employee experience unreimbursed employee business expense uh, was a deductible expense. A person could track mileage on their vehicle, take vehicle expenses, and then use it as part of their itemized deductions. But with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act and beginning January 1st of 2008, uh, ones were no longer able to use it as a uh, unreimbursed uh, business expense, and that's how it is under current law at the moment. Now, what we want to keep in mind and think about also something that's always been the law and that has not changed is also the fact that when you drive from your home, you're an employee, you drive from your home to your place where you work. And this is true whether you drive one mile from your home to your place of work or you drive 60 miles from your home to your place of work. You're an employee of that business. You get a W-2 at the end of the year. All of those miles still are considered commuting miles and were considered commuting miles even prior to 2018. And thus, commuting miles then were not a deductible expense before 2018 and still are not a deductible expense uh, into to, 2020 and moving forward under current law. What we're considering here then is going to look more as we look at a business vehicle, we're going to be looking at it more uh, from the standpoint of an individual who is self-employed, uh, perhaps as a sole proprietor, 
And there's going to be much in here, even if you are an entity like a corporation, S-Corp, uh, or LLC, and how these entities, and a lot of these information I'm going to share today applies across the board. I'm uh, not going to get into too much when it, with regards to some of the depreciation and some of the more technical areas, but just looking at it to say, okay, some basics of how can I deduct a vehicle and what kind of vehicles uh, fall under uh, certain categories and what I'm looking at there. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break now and then we're going to come back and then delve into this even, uh, even deeper. When we come back here, this is Marcelino Dodge on the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing. Tax laws change rapidly. The traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works. To deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world, you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his client's tax liability. Plus, with this year-round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at cashtracksfinancial.com or call 844-394-4287. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge. I appreciate you tuning in for this portion of the program as we're talking about business vehicles and taxes, what exactly a business vehicle is and what it's going to take to be able to accurately uh, take a deduction for a business vehicle on a tax return. This would be either an individual tax return and this could be used in regards, especially in like a Schedule C, a sole proprietor, or an entity like a corporation, S-Corp, LLC. Those are the areas where we're going to look at mainly here. And, of course, there are some places where you can take some vehicle business expenses as well. That would be like on farms or if you have rental houses as well. Uh, there's, a there's a lot of crossover and similarity in these, but and a lot of the, the rules are pretty close to the same. So a lot of what I'm talking about here today you can use across so many different forms and tracking on your vehicle, whether it's deductible and how much you can actually deduct on your vehicle for the course of a tax year. 
One of the common misconceptions that I do encounter with business vehicles in business is a client comes in and says, this is often with their passenger car, and it can even be a pickup truck in uh, construction. Now, of course, many people will use their uh, their trucks in construction, or maybe they're a sales a salesperson using their personal automobile. And of course, some of these things vary under our current circumstances. But still, the the basic principles these 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 would be very useful once we're out of this uh, COVID restriction. Now, as we look at this, just because you take a sign, you go and buy a magnetic sign, or perhaps you get some type of sign that permanently attaches to your vehicle and you attach that to your vehicle, that doesn't take and make your vehicle all of a sudden 100% deductible when it comes to taxes. It's not a matter of what is on the vehicle that makes the difference as tax deductibility. It's actual use of the vehicle. And this can be uh, a passenger, regular passenger automobile, which is uh, defined as a four-wheel public uh, use vehicle that you can use on any road or highway use is generally what it's discussing about. Now, there's a few vehicles that are kind of excluded from this area of uh, for a certain uh, area called a listed property, and this is uh, these exclusions include things like ambulances, hearse, taxis, uh, non-personal trucks or vans, things that are uh, like says as far as non-personal trucks and vans, those are areas such as uh, cargo vans, vans that are being mainly used for uh, using like tools and those kind of areas. Usually those aren't excluded in these areas of what's considered uh, listed property, which that's a whole nother set of rules when it comes to IRS and tracking. So we're not going to focus on those rules too much on this show. What we're going to mainly focus on today is just how does, once again, your vehicle be deductible? Now, some of these vehicles also that we're going to talk about, of course, is, is pickup trucks. Sometimes you can have a pickup truck that you use, and I see this often with uh, various construction uh, companies, and these can be a sole proprietor construction company. It can be uh, an LLC construction company, but they all have pickup trucks. Now, the difference is, though, when we look at when it comes to a vehicle for an entity like an S-Corp, a C-Corp, or an LLC, is that in those particular cases to deduct a vehicle, one of the main things you need there is that that vehicle needs to be registered and actually owned by the entity. It should not be in your personal name at all. And that is what I absolutely require of all the businesses I work with. Okay, you got this vehicle. You're going to say this is a business vehicle. Well, has to be make sure it has to be registered, licensed, everything in the name of the business so that it shows up as a real business expense in the event of audit. Now, and this, and I don't know exactly what you would use a motorcycle for, but you can, I mean, I guess various delivery services could use a motorcycle perhaps. So that's uh, another area you can do. Now there are some vehicles that you gotta be just, that are also excluded in certain areas as far as uh, how you track them and how you use them. This, there's a, there's a long list of these in the IRS uh, rules and guidelines in regards to some of these, but just some of these vehicles that that we're not gonna not gonna be covered in this because they're actually deducted differently and separately because of the rules. And these are such items such as uh, over-the-road trucks, uh, the ones that well, the ones that we see every day. Our wonderful truck drivers who haul a lot of 
uh, freight around the country that we rely upon, those type of trucks are not considered in this area. They're a, they're a business type vehicle, but we consider them differently. We don't track mileage. We could, but vast majority of the truck drivers that I work with and the companies that I work with, it's all actual expenses with those and they're coming to a whole different category. And another area of vehicle is a cement mixers, uh, dump trucks, uh, farm vehicles, tractors. And there's, like I say, there's so many of these on this list that are excluded that we're just going to go into all of them. But there's many, many of them. And we can certainly discuss uh, what vehicles come into that uh, during a discussion here at the office. So uh, trying to, a business vehicle basically is going to be a vehicle as we're focusing on here, basically looking at pickup trucks, could be an SUV, by the way, could be uh, your regular uh, passenger four-door automobile, any anything that falls within that's basically the type of business vehicle we're, we're discussing today. Now, business requirements, when you're really looking at trying to determine or know if your vehicle is a business vehicle and how much it's used for business is, is its actual use. To get many of the deductions that ones are looking for, we have to have more than 50% business use of the vehicle. And even, I even recommend having that on 100% if you're really going to seriously take a deduction of a vehicle. Now, one of the biggest areas when I look through various reports from the Internal Revenue Service in regards to vehicles, one of the biggest issues that exists with business vehicles is the fact of lack of accurate record keeping for business vehicles. And what do I mean by exactly record keeping? Well, what we're looking at when it comes to record keeping and business vehicles is that it's particularly as a sole proprietor because so much crosses over between individual and business is the fact that you got to be able to show business use of the vehicle. And when ones take a lot of uh, expenses on their vehicles and they don't have documentation that shows the business use of the vehicles, that can, that can cause a red flag with the IRS. And so it is absolutely vital that you have good records. Now, one of the areas that I always, always say is absolutely essential that can back up your business use of the vehicle is a mileage log in regards to the vehicle. So with that, on a mileage log, which these are just absolutely essential, you can do it. You can do a paper log, which some people still do a paper log, and that would be certainly acceptable to the IRS on, on that to prove business usage. And I've had many uh, clients who do actually paper logs because it works for them. Now, another option, of course, is that you can use a an app on smartphones today, an app such as uh, Mile IQ, which is a very handy app from what I understand. And there's a few others that you can use and kind of, kind of play and see what type of app would work for you to track mileage if that's what you choose to do. But that's I just absolutely needed to do so. You can uh, then with those apps, whether you do something on paper or you do something through an app, you not you need to have one of the most important things is to have 
Okay, this is what the mileage was at the beginning of the year, like January 1st, January 2nd, right in there. You need to have what that beginning mileage was for the year. And also what is essential with these accurate records is if you're getting like oil changes or buying tires, which is I give a lot of credit to these maintenance shops. Uh, wherever you go change your oil, at least all the ones I work with are fabulous. Or, or if you're getting some other work done on your vehicle. And they're fabulous in the sense that what many of them do is that they'll take your year, make, model, the ID number, the VIN number of your vehicle. And what is very important there is that then they'll take, they record the mileage of when they did said work on the vehicle. And in many cases, that is on the invoice that you receive from them when you go to pay. And that is really nice because you have your, your record that you're keeping, your mileage record you're keeping, which includes the dates you went, uh, the beginning miles that day, ending miles that day. It's recommended that you also have on there who the client was you visited that day and then what the purpose of that trip was, uh, whether it's perhaps uh, delivering some type of materials or making a consultation with them or whatever the case, or just, just making a plain delivery. So all of that is important there. And then on that mileage, you take that mileage and you add it up for the month, which there's little books you can use. I used to give out these uh, little, really nice little mileage books, uh, yet you take that and then, or if you're doing it through an app, you take that. And then what's really nice is that if you ever need to prove your business usage, not only do you have then this mileage record that you personally kept, the maintenance records that you keep with the invoice from your repair shop or from, from an oil change place where you get your oil maintenance. And many times what's nice about that, especially if you're driving a lot, is that you're doing it a couple times a year, well, excuse me, you're probably doing it three to four times a year, maybe even five or six, depending on how much mileage you're putting on your vehicle. And each time they do that, boom, boom, and boom, they're recording the mileage. So then not only do you have what you prepared, then you have a third party that's also saying, okay, these are the miles that were on that vehicle. Then you come back at the end of the year, you get to December 31st, as we're coming up to here. And then you have the ending mileage that you put in for the year. So then you're able to take what you had at the beginning of the year in January, then you have it December, so then you come up with a total mileage number. And then you look at all of your business miles that you have, and that gives you exact, basically an exact percentage of how many miles you use for business. Now, in some cases, that may actually be 100%. And especially in the case of a uh, sole proprietor, that, that, that's vital. And it's vital as well, I would say, even for uh, corporations, LLCs, and partnerships. Now, we're going to go ahead and take a break here and come back, talk a little bit more about these uh, business vehicles, use requirements, look at some expenses and so on as we come back in a couple minutes on the Tax Answers Advisor. I'm Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel.
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing. Tax laws change rapidly. The traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works. To deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world, you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his clients' tax liability. Plus, with this year-round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at cashtracksfinancial.com or call 844-394-4287. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge. I appreciate you listening to this program. In fact, I appreciate uh, listeners throughout the world, of course, here in the United States. But yet, even those listening to this uh, podcast in China, Germany, and Ireland, and other countries, uh, very much appreciate that uh, coming in and taking in this valuable information as we're talking today on business vehicles, business use of vehicles. Right before the break, we were discussing about some accurate records regarding uh, mileage logs in particular and how those are so vitally important. And you can do those on paper or you can do those through uh, some type of app, through a smartphone, and then how that can work together in harmony with your maintenance records as well. How all of that can work together to help you in the event of an IRS audit of some sort to support mileage expenses or actual expenses you are taking on your tax return. And those can usually be a red flag, especially if you have tens of thousands of dollars of auto expenses. These types of records are just an absolute must. As we look into the next little section about about the expenses that come in when you do uh, have a business vehicle and you're wanting to take a these expenses there, you're looking at keeping the good records of, uh, of what you have done. You've kept your mileage log, doing just wonderful. You've been keeping uh, receipts of other items in regards to operation of your vehicle. Now let's stop and take a little bit more at some various local expenses that can encounter from your vehicle. Now depending, especially if you're a, uh, a sole proprietor 
or or another type of business person, because even as a corporation or an LLC, you may be working out of your home under these circumstances, and you may need to be doing some travel. So you may have to travel if your main office is in your home, which can be true, and in many cases is right now. Uh, you may have to drive to from there. And if you're by chance still seeing clients or visiting uh, various offices around, or if you're delivering uh, packages as part of a business that you're doing, whatever the case may be, your vehicle you're using for business, that drive from your home office as a self-employed person to another place, that is based, that would be your business mileage. That would be deductible uh, trip. And each, and each time you go and then you go from that point to that point, to another visit to go visit another client or maybe go pick up supplies or maybe you're going to a local uh, box store to pick up supplies for the business or if you're traveling uh, to out of town to go get all, I mean, all of that stuff is basically deductible type of expense that you can go ahead and take. Uh, and when you go to visit clients, as I mentioned, from your home office, that also is is considered deduct deductible expense. Now, if there's any meetings you're having away from home business meetings, which uh, under current circumstances may not be happening, but yet could could be returning sometime next year, depending on just what happens with, with this virus floating around. But if you do have a business meeting you're traveling to, that would also be a business type of expense. And of course, we're talking business meeting. This is not just a meeting for like with an actual client that you're going to meet to uh, perhaps uh, do business with or to sell something or consult with them. These business meetings would also include uh, training sessions. Like myself, I, uh, in previous years, had traveled to two or three hours away from my place where I am up to another place, like up to Denver, Colorado, or maybe down to Amarillo, Texas, somewhere, in, for example, a couple of areas I've been to, or even Las Vegas, Nevada, those would be considered a drive that would be a deductible expense as far as my vehicle. And so, because that's for education, it's for business purposes. Or if there's another business-related purpose you're traveling for, that could be a business use of your vehicle as well, because it's away from your workplace. And so those are good points to keep in mind when you're driving, and that could be true as well if you're just traveling a few miles around your local area, wherever you are, you can have a mile here, two miles here, three miles there, and good. those are all good to keep logged in. Now we're going to take a look here. Now that we've helped to establish exactly what an expense is, we're going to take an actual look at this point at some various expenses. One of the most common ones that uh, that usually comes up is has to do with depreciation. How much can I depreciate? my vehicle. I paid $40,000, $50,000 for my vehicle. Can I depreciate it? Well, the answer to that question is yes, but to do depreciation, we need to do actual expenses. And with actual expenses, once again, it relates back to, as I talked about earlier, about having an accurate mileage log, which I highly recommend, no matter how you do it, whether you take actual expenses based on the percentages in your mileage log, or if you take the actual miles driven, you that mileage log is just an absolute must. That helps us to determine how much depreciation to take. And there's even limits in the Internal Revenue Code about how much depreciation you can take on a vehicle. 
Now, on a new vehicle, if you get a new vehicle, not a used one, but you buy a new one, there's a couple uh, areas that kick in here. One is a, what's called a Section 179 deduction. You can take part of it as that type of deduction. Then there's also, there's been a big talk about bonus depreciation. You may be able to take that as well. And so we do that. You can take those two. And basically, how much do you take for those is the question that then comes up. Well, there's what's known as basis, where it basically comes down to how much you have paid for the vehicle. These are determined by not just what you've paid the dealer, uh, but there's ordinary and necessary costs that you had to put out in order to even put the vehicle in service to begin using it. And there's tax, title, licensing, all kinds of expenses. And then that gives a number as to what you can actually uh, take as part of your basis in the vehicle, which then helps to know how much depreciation. And actually some of these items that I'm mentioning applies even if, even when you purchase a used vehicle, because not, not everybody I know goes, goes out and just lays the money down and gets a brand new vehicle. Sometimes you'll go and get a used vehicle, something that's two or three years old. Well, the basis costs apply the same. The, the only real difference is, is that your used vehicle may not have the limits as the new vehicle may, and they may or may not. It just kind of depends on the circumstances. But you got to keep in mind when you go and buy the vehicle, these ordinary necessary costs to put your vehicle in service, and this is true whether it's like a passenger automobile or a pickup truck that you're getting to use in your business, these costs we got to really consider and think about and be able to add up, which is essential for a preparer like myself to have all of the information, which is why when I work with individuals on a year-round basis, I encourage them, okay, you want to go buy the vehicle? Great, great. Please make sure you bring me that bill of sale as soon as that purchase is complete. So I can have it as part of your file. We can put it as part, put it together as part of the plan we're working on, your action plan, and then be able to make whatever moves, other moves we need to make through the rest of the year. Now, there's also different methods of how we can depreciate it. And without going into too much detail, that's where as I work with someone and I sit here and visit or we visit through an online meeting and really get to understand and know your know you, know your business, have an understanding because we've sat down and established your goals, we can then sit down and figure out exactly what is the best method for you, Mr. Client, in this particular instance, uh, in prep in preparation of your tax return, do we take a section 179 deduction, or do we take a do we take bonus depreciation, or do we not take a section 179 and then and then then just carry uh, depreciation over the five year life of the vehicle? It just really depends. Each circumstance is different, and then that percentage that we use is all based. If we're doing actual expenses, I mean, it's not just depreciation that falls in there. It's other areas such as fuel, insurance, uh, other maintenance costs, tires, uh, repairs, licenses, so on, and go on and on. There's several actual expenses that can kick in, and those are all done according to the percentage of the mileage log, which you notice how much I keep referring back to the mileage log? Yes, that is an absolute must. Now then, going off of actual expenses, we can also just take standard mileage because we've had a mileage log. 
Now for for 2020, we're looking at uh, 57 and a half cents a mile, 57.5. I don't know where they why they put this half a cent in there, but they do. That's just that's just how it works. About 26 cents of that is rated for depreciation by itself. So then, when we actually take mileage, we're oftentimes going to well, we have my depreciation as a part of it. It's just that simple now. There are some areas that are not included in the standard mileage that you can take in addition to it. But many of the expenses I mentioned earlier already, such as depreciation, fuel, insurance, and other maintenance costs, those are all a part and included as part of the standard mileage rate that you're given, the 57.5 cents a mile. Now, there are some fees that you can still take, things such as uh, parking fees. You can still deduct those as a part of your business expense. You can also take interest expense on a loan. So you got a vehicle, you borrowed, bought, paid 50000 for a vehicle, so you got a loan on 30000 of it. Well, there you're going to have interest on that loan or say 2 or 3% at current rates. That little bit of interest you can still take as a deduction. Then if you pay tolls, which various roads around the United States, you're going to pay a toll to use. Be it like the Kansas Turnpike or E-470 up in up near Denver, you're going to pay a toll. Well, you can take that as well. Now, something that is very important here in regards to standard mileage is that you need to take that in the first year of service in order to be able to take it in later years. It's just really that that simple about that. So if you so in the, in the first year of having a vehicle, if you do actual expenses and you're basically stuck, you got to do actual expenses each year and calculating it. And so once again, a mileage log will be good, but you'll have to do actual expenses. So you want to do standard mileage? Well, do it year one. And this is also allowed, which is really nice feature. Uh, is that if you have four or fewer vehicles you're using in your business and their business vehicles that fall under this, you can use the standard mileage rate, which is just something marvelous and beautiful to do. And I'm actually very big on the standard mileage rate because at least in most of the cases I've worked with, that has yielded a bigger deduction for the individual. Now, of course, as part of our planning and working together, part of our year-round process, this is not a set-in-stone deal. I mean, that is my preference, but then as I sit and I look at individuals, look at their circumstances, look at their overall business, I sit down, I take a look at that and go, okay, this year, let's discuss the advantages and the disadvantages of what this is going to do for you. Now, we're going to come back and finish up this discussion about uh, actual expenses and standard mileage for business vehicles when we return in a couple minutes on the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing. Tax laws change rapidly. The traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works. To deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world, 
you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his clients' tax liability. Plus, with this year-round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at cashtracksfinancial.com or call 844-394-4287. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge. I really appreciate you still being here for this uh, final part of this program today. And we've been talking about business vehicles, deducting business vehicles. Do we use actual expenses? Do we use standard mileage? There is no real, well, there's advantages and disadvantages both ways. It just depends on each individual circumstance. What is best for you as our client? We sit here and we'll sit down to discuss standard mileage, the advantages. Uh, This is what the deduction does for you. Or we look at actual expense and say this is what the deduction would be. But as I've mentioned numerous times through in this program today, it is an absolute must that you have an accurate mileage log to support the business use of your vehicle. And as I mentioned, the standard mileage as well is very important Uh, to use in the first year of service if you want to be able to use it in other years of service. And you can use it on four or fewer vehicles. Where we can really get into a challenge is when you go to using actual expense in the first year, you cannot go back to mileage if you started with actual expense. And another another point with actual expenses of your vehicle is it's also a requirement if you have five or more vehicles in your business, if you're running some type of fleet, which usually when you get into five or more of some sort, you actually have to do actual expenses. And I recommend, once again, for all businesses that you use uh, an accurate mileage log to support all the business usage of your vehicles if you're going to take them as a deduction in your business. Now, I haven't talked about leased vehicles yet. Now, these are uh, almost a whole nother animal and a whole nother set of rules that come in. But just kind of short and sweet on these, we want to mention that on leased vehicles, you can do the same. 
You can do actual expenses on these, or you can take, again, the standard mileage, which is 57 and a half cents per mile on a leased vehicle. And when you do take a leased vehicle, you can end up deducting or be able to deduct part of each lease payment as part of your actual expenses. So just a quick uh, top off on what we've covered today in today's program. Exactly a business vehicle and traveling from your main home, which can be a separate office or as many people are doing today working from home. You can take that as a deduction when you leave your main home from business or your main office, whether you're a corporation, LLC, partnership, or a sole proprietor, you can take that as a deduction when you leave your main office, especially if it's in your home. Well, the, the, the variation, though, is that if your actual place of business is, uh, is like an actual commercial business, then you actually got to get to your office where your commercial business is. And then from your office to other locations becomes deductible. That is something I didn't mention earlier, but is something definitely to keep in mind and remember. If you're going to use a, biz a vehicle for business, definitely recommend again that if it's going to be a 100% use vehicle, make sure you keep it at 100% use. And also, if you're in an entity of some sort and you want it to be deducted by your entity, your corporation, your LLC, your partnership, your S-Corp, make sure that that vehicle is titled and registered in the name of the entity. That way, the entity can take it as a deduction and you can make sure and have it there. Absolutely essential. And I highly require that for clients. And then, as I've mentioned numerous times through this podcast today, it is a must, a must to have a accurate mileage record of that has the client's name, the business purpose of the trip, the date, the miles. That way, once again, you have the records to back up what you are doing with your vehicle in business, especially especially if you have tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars of information, well, of information and deductions you're using to deduct from your tax return, that little line that says auto expenses, auto deductions on the tax return, if that gets up to 40, 50,000, I mean, you could have legitimate expenses, but you got to have the documentation to back it up because that could uh, trigger an audit. And I have seen and read in a lot of publications how many people have lost. And the reason they've lost is because they did not have good mileage logs. And then as I mentioned also, you want to make sure you get maintenance done on your vehicle. And I would say always have it done by a third party if you're going to do maintenance because that those third parties like the repair shops and oil chain shops, they always take the mileage and they put it on that invoice. And that's an additional verification for you. That's an extra little good backup for you to have. And as we talked about meetings away from workplace, those are good and deductible there. Uh, many expenses you can take, local expenses in traveling. If you're doing actual expenses on your vehicle, once again, based on the percentage on your vehicle that you're using. Now, we've got to be careful of is that if you're using your vehicle for business, usually the simplest thing to do uh, for most businesses and most people that I've worked with, especially if you're a sole proprietor, usually the simplest 
is to keep a good mileage record and just to take mileage as a part of your expense. And so as I sit there and visit with people, we look at various numbers for you. We look at your goals, where you want to go in business. Setting up and working with you on a business vehicle is just one part of what we do overall. We help you to establish goals for you personally and for your business and what's based on what you want to accomplish most so that you can get the maximum deduction from your vehicles as we look at your key success indicators. We look where you are, where you're going. And if getting a business vehicle is a goal you have, that's a goal through our year-around process that we can help you to get to. Then as we ID threats, we neutralize those threats that can get you to that business vehicle. Or if you have a business vehicle and you're wanting to upgrade through our action planning process that will help you to absolutely get there so that you can be successful because that's our goal is to do heavy lifting for you throughout your financial life allowing you to spend time on what you love to do and especially in these times we're in right now a little bit of guidance and a little bit of help is always a good thing and certainly we want to invite you to visit cashtracksfinancial.com to look at our processes a little bit more, both our business growth, our personal growth areas, how those can help. A nice area that also is on my website, cashtracksfinancial.com, is a on the main menu there is tax organizers and forms. And that area has a lot of information, good information that fits in right what we talked about today for business autos and how you can deduct business autos, has sample mileage logs that you can use to help you to get started. They're easy to print there for you. And a lot of other information, perhaps, for your type of business. There's a lot of specialized business information in there, like, for example, uh, other businesses like daycare centers, uh, over-the-road truck drivers, and a whole list of other items and information that can be just so useful in helping you during your planning process and also can help you as we work on helping you to be successful in your financial life. We're going to invite you back next week to the Tax Answers Advisor as we're going to go on to discuss about prepare for 2021 by reviewing tax changes in 2020. Yes, vitally important because 2020 wasn't supposed to be that big of a year of changes, but we had a lot of changes. So we're going to touch on all those as we look forward to speaking to you again next week on the Tax Answers Advisor on Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week.